Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again as we continue our Read Through the Bible in a Year plan. And we are in Hebrews 7 and 8 today, the New Testament epistle to the Hebrews, chapters 7 and 8. Our focus is going to be in chapter 7, beginning in uh, verse 1. We're going to read several verses uh, there this morning. And so I mentioned yesterday uh, that um, the author uh, begins to identify Jesus as the ultimate and the final, the superior, the effective high priest. And he introduces us to this, uh, or reminds us of, of, of this figure from Genesis chapter 14 that uh, Father Abraham enca- encounters this one who is uh, told, we are told, is the king of Salem and the priest of the Most High God. And so, uh, here, uh, the writer of Hebrews brings that forward and says, yes, I am arguing that Jesus is our ultimate high priest, but he is not of the Levitical priesthood. He is of a priesthood that supersedes, that, that was inaugurated prior to this Levitical or Aaronic uh, priesthood. And so Jesus Christ is of an eternal order, uh, uh, an order uh, illustrated and defined and informed by this very enigmatic character from Genesis 14 of Melchizedek. And so Jesus is a priest, but not a Levite. He is a priest of an order that uh, uh, supersedes the Aaronic order because Father Abraham is said to have paid homage, had paid uh, even tithes uh, to this uh, King of Salem, priest of the Most High. And therefore, the priesthood, the order of the priesthood that Jesus serves uh, is greater than and uh, precedes uh, the Aaronic uh, priesthood. And so he is greater than, he is better than, and chapter 8 begins to tell us as the better high priest, as the superior high priest, he has inaugurated or initiated a better covenant than the old covenant arrangement. So let's read beginning in verse 1 of chapter 7. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. And to Abraham apportioned a tenth part of everything. And to Abraham apportioned a tenth part of everything. He is first, by translation of his name, king of righteousness, and then he's also king of Salem. Uh, That is, he is king of peace. He is without father or mother or genealogy, having neither continuing of days nor end of life, but resembling the the Son of God, he continues as a priest forever. See how great this man was to whom Abraham, the patriarch, gave a tenth of the spoils. And those descendants of Levi who received the priestly office have a commandment in the law to take tithes from the people that is from their brothers, though these are descended from Abraham. But this man who does not have his descent from them received tithes from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. It is beyond dispute that the inferior is blessed by the superior. In the case, in the one case, tithes are received by mortal men, but in the other case, by one of whom it is testified that he lives. As the author of Hebrews will go on to, to explain, one of the problems with the Old Testament priest is, hey, if you get a good one, he dies, and you got to replace him, and sometimes you, don't, you get not so good of one. But Jesus, as uh, the superior order, the, the order of Melchizedek, is the superior high priest. This, this order 
uh, is superior because it appeared first uh, in chronology and that Abraham, the one to whom the promises were made, actually paid tithes to him. And so that which followed Abraham, namely Aaron and Moses and the covenant that was inaugurated through them, is uh, subservient to that original arrangement under that original high priest. And so Jesus is a priest, and he is a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And we will see in future days, uh, not only does he uh, inaugurate a superior covenant, not only is he the superior uh, high priest, but he offers uh, the effective sacrifice that can actually save men from their sins, something that can only be pictured under the Old Testament sacrificial system. And so in verse 22, we see this uh, statement. This makes Jesus the gar uh, guarantor, or the mediator of a better covenant. That which the Old Testament prophets looked to, uh, that which Jeremiah spoke of as the new covenant, that which Jesus referred to as that which he was uh, initiating through his blood and celebrating in that final Passover that we remember as the Lord's Supper, uh, all of that is reflective of this reality uh, that Jesus uh, has established and he has inaugurated uh, this new covenant, which is better than, just as he is better than, all that came before him. And so our life under the new covenant is a superior life uh, than what the old covenant Jews had under that older covenant. And so I pray that we would live in light of the fulfillment of the realities that were foreshadowed under the old covenant, and we would live in light of the privileges that have been gained for us through our effective and final high priest, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ. And so I pray that this is a blessing uh, for your day, and I'll look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.